Left. Right. I'm back in the office, but you will be listening to episode 98 of uh, the podcast where I was on vacation. And uh, this episode of Sip Talk happened to take... Uh, it take place after a quick happy hour. So uh, it's a drunk one. It's all out there for you to uh, have fun listening to. So uh, let me know what you think, and I will see you on the other side. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 My name is Justin DiGiulio. I'm a real estate broker out of Manhattan. However, I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida right now. I am joined by semi co host, our Thursday co host, David Boswell, the political scientist out of Sacramento, California. He is in the past, so uh, we'll share a little future with him tonight. And we're waiting on our regular co-host, James the Bosnator Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina. We don't know what's going on because we're engaged in this uh, meeting right now. So he should be joining us soon. Um, But today we are talking about moving. So this is episode 98. Um, And... You know, I think we have the three of us have a pretty interesting uh, on each level personal history with moving around a little bit because uh, each of us have moved and we all, uh, you know, we all kind of share that in common. James and I, like 12, 13 years ago, moved to Charleston, South Carolina together, um, which was probably the biggest change I've ever made in my life. Um, and you, David, you know how the whole situation happened? I remember that you guys went down and scoped it out and I don't remember too, too much about how you decided to land exactly where you landed. Dude, uh, uh, let me, let me tell you what happened. So, you know, that your family used to go to North Carolina, the Wilmington area, Outer Banks area. Um, my family came, yeah, they still do. Um, my family came once or twice or something. I came several times along with your family. So one year, James decided that he was just, and rightfully so, he, the town that he was from, he had, a, and this is where I want to go later in this episode. He was very frustrated with where he was. He hated the fucking weather. First and foremost, he hated the weather. And he just wanted something new. So he said, let's, uh, I want to move to North Carolina. I want to go down and scope out the area. Do you want to go with me? <laughs> so I said, sure. Why not? So more or less, you know, and he's not here live to uh, corroborate what I'm saying, but for the most part, I'm pretty sure on the route down, I said, James, you're moving because of the weather. Why don't we look one state warmer? So rather than North Carolina, why don't we look at South Carolina? To me, that seems like a, you know, and at that point, your family didn't have as much uh, kind of deep roots in North Carolina. They didn't own any property there. Uh, it was just a place that you guys are going. So South Carolina was another place to go. Just one state warmer. So this is back in the early days of iPhone. I think this was, it was 2000. I think it was early 2008. And so iPhone one was available. So what we did was I had a laptop, I think, and we used to drive to different Starbucks so we could lo- log on to their Wi-Fi at the Starbucks. And we would like download current maps because that, you know, the old school way that we grew up with was you, you go to the, you go to the gas station, you buy a map. Right. Yep. So at this time and place, what we would do is we would go to a new Wi-Fi spot and then download the map. And then I'd sit in the passenger seat reading the map on the computer and, and we go down that way. So yeah, I can only imagine how well that went. So what happened was we're looking at the map. There's 95, which runs down. I-95 runs down the West Coast. So uh, what's your prediction on the real estate market? Is it going to crash? We will talk about that in a second. TikTok, hang tight, uh, Brett Jackson. So we're looking at the map down. And I'm like, well, 95, if we go into Charleston, if we go into South Carolina, there's another beach area. And it looks like there's this other route 
I-26 or something that branches off of I-95. And it brings us right into this beach town. So what we did was we drove down 95. We turned on I-26. And we just drove straight into the beach. And we found a parking spot on the water. And we walked into a pub on the corner and started talking to people at the pub. They told us the town to go to. We went to the town. We found a good hotel. Um, and we just started going to different businesses, having conversations with people and finding out more information. We looked at some housing when we were there. Um, and we found a decent neighborhood, a decent uh, plantation style uh, apartment complex. All right, we have James joining. Uh, while James is joining, let me just address the Sip Talk question. What's your prediction on the real estate market? Is it going to crash? Um, I don't see a hard crash on the real estate market because we have so many, um, so many, uh, to get a mortgage is very strict. I do think we have a lot of people renting right now. And that actually makes for a worse real estate crash because what happened formerly was people went from owning and then they went to renting. Now you have people that are going to go from renting to being severely fucked. And in cities like New York City, where people haven't paid rent in 16 months, um, we're going to have some major, major issues where somebody who worked in the theater district and they weren't a famous person, they worked in the theater district, they, they got by and they stopped making money at the beginning of coronavirus. They're going to get hit really hard because they haven't been working for the last 14 months. And um, I, um, I don't know exactly what's going to happen to them, but I know it's going to be bad. So what's up, James? Hey, sorry, I didn't see the link earlier. That's all right. We, uh, we were just building a little backstory as to how you and I moved to South Carolina. And I think I, I've shared this story with you maybe once or twice um, from my perspective, because what happened was we went down, we visited, visited South Carolina, we made some connections. We literally drove right down to the beach and then we stopped at a pub in the corner. Yep. And started talking to people. And, and they're didn't like, even have oh. a hotel. We didn't have a hotel or anything. And we drove, what, 12 or 13 hours? It was about 15 to 16 hours. And our, 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 we just drove straight. We got in the and we were like, fuck, let's go to the beach. But our original destination was North Carolina. And then we just decided, you know, we'll try South Carolina. If not, we'll drive a couple hours north back to North Carolina. Well, I, I think it was that. I was, I was in between Wilmington and Charleston and I already knew Wilmington decently enough. So I was like, let's see how Charleston stacks up. And if Charleston doesn't work, then we can back into Wilmington. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And we knew Wilmington. So, uh, real quick, now that James is here, um, I got a nice glass of, uh, Bogle. I think it's Merlot. David, what Bogle's a good up? vineyard. Yeah. Bogle's great. It's cheap as shit. It's great wine. I got a nice uh, ginger beer, Moscow mule. So it's ah, pretty nice. Reeds is a, is a like, great ginger. Yeah, Jamaican, right? Uh, or does it just complement Jamaican rum very well? I think it just complements it very well. This is their uh, brewed ginger beer, so it's just brewed ginger juice and sugar fermented. So nice, so, James. What do no you sugar after? I'm gonna go with a, a Nighthawk box boxed wine. <laughs> very nice and the standard bush ice which i really want to get a bush ice neon sign for the bar yeah, i i got i got some beer here after i finish this wine i i'm fucking toasted guys i uh i'm on vacation so at like <laughs> 8 40 in the morning i would just crack the bud light sat by the pool um i've just been chilling so uh you guys may have to redirect me back into the conversation so no we never do that I know. So you, you, you may you may need to help me with that. This will be new. So, so to continue the story, though, so we're driving down, we get down there, and we check out some apartment complexes. James meets with some arena. He, he go we go to one indoor soccer arena, and he meets the owner, super nice woman. Uh, remind me her name? Patty. Patty Patty Nagel, something like that. Yep. Um, ran the soccer arena. Super nice lady. Basically, she didn't promise you a job, but she said, you know, there'd be some opportunity if you came back. Obviously, they're looking for referees. Uh, and we just explored and we had a shit ton of fun. 
And then we drove back to upstate New York. Yeah. And then about a month later, um, I moved down and you, you came down about two weeks after that. So what happened was, David, you may not know this version of the story, but uh, I thought I was going on vacation with James to South Carolina. I went on vacation. We came back. And then I started hearing from friends, them saying something along the lines, of, oh, Jay, our mutual friends. James said, you guys are moving to South Carolina. I, I didn't know that. What makes you interested in South Carolina? I was like, oh, I, I, you know, I, well, I think James is moving down. I, you know, I wasn't moving down. Uh, and, but it ha I had that conversation four or five times. And I never. I'm pretty sure that we applied for the apartment together while we were in South Carolina. I, so. I, I don't, I don't remember it that way, man. Um, How else did you get on the lease? Did, did we apply <laughs> after we were there? No, that, that would make it really hard to do because I was already in the apartment. Well, I, I wasn't I wasn't fully committed to, uh, to to the move either way. No, but you're also not fully committed to the facts of the story. Well, I'm not. I, you know, that I would have been happy to apply for the lease <laughs> one way or the other. Um, yeah, you applied while we were in South Carolina. Or. Like the week afterwards when I like I needed to get afterwards. paperwork together. But yeah, this is not something I, we're like we're, we're like I, a week before you like drove down. Cause like it was no, early no, July I, that we went down and I moved in the first week of August. You moved in mid August. And it's not like like a week before you drove down, you're like, Oh shit, I guess I'm moving to South Carolina. No, no this took oh, some planning on your part. It did what what is it about the South and revisionist histories? But it but the point is it happened fast. And I, when we visited, I wasn't fully committed to moving. And then I had friends that were like, oh, I hear you're moving. And I was like, well, like, you know, James and I were kind of, James is moving, definitely. Him and I were talking about it. But I, it just hit a certain point where I was just like, you know what? I have a bullshit job. And like, I love where I'm living now in Albany, but why not go explore a new, a new area? And wh what's holding me back? And I thought it would create a lot of opportunity. And that's, and that's where I want to go with this. I think moving away from where we grew up, as much as I loved, I love living in the Adirondacks, having the mountains, having lakes, having snow skiing, winter sports, and then having all these great summer sports, having beautiful seasons. Um, I don't mind the snow in the winter as much as you do. Um, I like the snow for like a day and a half. You know, like yeah, I mean, and and trust me, now that I have a house and a driveway that I got to, you know, bullshit shovel myself, it sucks. But uh, but I like the Northeast. I, I like the area. I like the seasons. Obviously, that's where I'm from. I have family nearby, so I like that aspect of it. But the idea of moving, a lot of people don't consider, and I think that it. I think it brought it brought a, a lot of opportunity to our lives and a lot of perspective to our life. And, uh, and that's what I want to touch on people. I want to play a quick guessing game with you right now. Cause I did some research right. on this in, in a given year, what percentage of the U S population moves relocates? Yes. So, uh, it's kind of a, I don't know the data that you have is it moves out of their city or just moves within their city? Because New Yorkers move all the time within New York. So this would just be any move whatsoever. Oh, there you go. 35%. 35? I was thinking closer to like 15 or less. 10. Really? Okay, so I was... Oh, yeah, right. low. yeah, it's and, and the, the trend has been steadily dropping since 1998. It was at 16% and it's dropped all the way down to 10% in 2018. Now, of those people that move, only 15% of them move to a different state. Okay, yeah. So a lot of people sticking pretty close to where they were. A lot of people mm -hmm. moving, uh, less than I thought moving, but a lot of people staying where they were. Um, what I'd like to do a little poll, we have Rosh watching the Facebook and the Instagram live. I'm watching TikTok. I'm curious, you guys are listening, how many times you've moved in your life? Uh, David, how many times have you moved in your life? Uh, 
two big ones, New York to Charleston, Charleston to California. I had to study abroad and then teaching abroad, but that was only for a few months. So I don't think that really counts. Was yeah, does college count for like moving into or out of a dorm yeah. or moving into it, an apartment or something like that? More than three months. I think that counts. All right. Well, college, uh, Alicante, Spain for study abroad, Charleston, Mallorca, Spain for teaching back to Charleston and then yeah, California the last year and a half, two years. That's four or is it five? Four or five. It's called five. Yeah, I'm 45 years old and I have moved four times within California. We got Maria five times, Sipe 115 once, at least a dozen times, but within the state. Mojitos moved once, nine times this year will be 10. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's wild. James, so you, how many times you moved? You had to. So when I was super young, probably like two or three, my parents moved from Troy to the house that they have now. Yeah. Then I was there for my whole life. Um, college, I guess you can count my time in Spain as six months. So that was a move. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an apartment my senior year of college. So that was a move. That's so that's six. three. So three there. If you, if you count like moving into and out of the dorms over the four years as once, so one from Troy to there, college for one, Spain for two. So I guess three, right, we're at three now. I can't count. Not, not really advertising my profession well. Um, and then the apartment that I had in Water Valley, yep. down to the apartment I had in South Carolina, and then just recently moving into a house. So I guess six. I didn't count my Water Valley apartment or living with you. Yeah, I was, I was wondering if Dave was going to – I had a feeling – when you moved out of your, I, David, I don't know. We didn't, we didn't uh, track each other much back then, but I assume you moved out of your parents' house somewhere upstate. So senior year of college, I lived off campus. Uh, I left that summer. So I went home after the school year, after I graduated. And in August, I think I, July, whenever um, nationals was for soccer, I went down and helped them referee, but drove down a month or two after graduation to Charleston, live with James for a few months, then I moved in with my ex. <laughs> and then you moved in with your ex. She wasn't your ex. That'll at happen. <clears throat> she wasn't your ex at the time. But. Well, so I, I think that's a good uh, subject for us to cover a little bit of living uh, with someone you're in a relationship in. Um, and then, you know, sometimes that, that, uh, that ends. <laughs> You've got to relocate. So I got a couple of questions asked when I, when I moved. Um, but I did want to say that uh, David, you didn't live in the water of elite apartment that James did, did you? No, separate one um, further down uh, Main Street, uh, outside of the city. It was closer to Siena. James had a real, I loved that apartment at water of elite. It was pretty awesome. It was, it was a cool Spent a lot of time there. Um, <laughs> I also dig your parents' house. I think your parents have a really, yeah. really cool, uh, just kind of locationally, they're like a third of the way up a mountain and it's super quiet. It's super easily accessible. Um, it's a nice house. And they, I remember when they built the addition, uh, the second floor or part of the second floor. That was cool. Um, so, uh, Rosh is saying he lived in five countries. Uh, Rosh has got to share where he's lived. So I went, uh, I grew, I lived in the house I grew up in and I probably overstayed my welcome until about 22 years old. But my advice to kids who like for whatever reason they want to move out of their parents' house, unless they have oppressive parents, they don't get along. Why the fuck would you move? Just bank that money, you know? Um, because to for have me, your own space and yeah, but again, yeah, it depends on how oppressive your parents are. Yeah, but at that point, grow, my, to grow as a person too. But to fair not. enough. But my but my mom bought a house an hour away and was living full time at this house. Yeah, so you basically me, had your own house. As that's a, different. You know, like some, that's living in your parents' house, not living with your parents. That there's fair enough. But some people they get to live in the garage. They have very low interaction with their parents. Whatever it is, it. But that's where everybody has to draw their own. If you're 26 years old and you live in the bedroom that you grew up in, it's bro, it, it's fucking time. Uh, it, it's time, man. But if you like have a separate entrance and you're 22, 23, 24 years old, like live it up, man. And I, depending on your, your financial goals and what your, your real goals are, like if you want to suck it up and spend another two or three years just living at home and banking money, if you're able to save 40, 60, 80 grand by living at home, 
mean, think what rent is. Well, rent in New York City, you know, I was paying three grand a month. That shit adds up, man. That's yeah. I pay it. So, like, again, put things, put things into perspective. If you have parents in New York City and you can live in that apartment and, you, and you're like, you know, what, I'm going to suck it up for three years, get a down payment. Because you're making money at this point. Yeah, so, like, what's the biggest hurdle for people to clear in terms of buying a house versus renting? Well, the I think the bigger issue is is how oppressive and how shitty your living situation is. But if it's not bad, I don't think people should be ashamed to stay at home. No, not arguing that. Uh, Especially New York City, that definitely changes the calculus when rent is you 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 guys are paying about six hundred bucks a month each in Charleston when you move there. That's about what I'm paying right now before like fifty or sixty bucks in utilities. I have super cheap rent here. That's uh, yeah, we, we had it really big deep. big difference in calculation and if I were in San Francisco paying three thousand a month for a comparable living situation, which is why right, yeah. I live there. I chose Sacramento for that reason. So I had I had the luxury that um my mom bought a, a property that she wanted to move into like an older victorian style home uh an hour away from where we grew up so i got to spend it was my sister and i we had this how many bedrooms in the house four or five bedroom house three bathroom house on eight acres of land that we just took care of and she moved away so that was cool until i moved to south carolina which I lived for a couple of years and then I moved into, so that's two. And I moved into a sublet in Queens and I moved out of that sublet into a girl's apartment I was dating. And I moved into another apartment uh, after we broke up. And then I moved to Harlem and then the Upper West Side and then New Jersey. So that's eight places over the course of 12 years. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of empowerment that comes with moving. And also when you move, you have to let go a lot of your physical belongings. And you don't I, have to, but it's an opportunity to. I think it really, I mean, one thing I've learned uh, about Ikea furniture is it's like single. I love Ikea. I also hate Ikea. But Ikea is like single serving furniture. Like you get it for one place. You it, Once you move with it, that shit falls apart. Like there's nothing. Yeah. It's it, it's particle board. I, I had to rearrange my room the other day. And uh, this this little cabinet has four little feet on it. You can see like holding up the record player. Uh, each one of those feet broke off. So anytime that I now move it, I have to simultaneously get underneath it and reposition all four legs so it's not completely tilted it is going to stay there until i move but that's the thing about ikea furniture is particle board so like yeah, once, one, uh, once a joint breaks it, you've lost four inches around the actual joint like you're just you're fucked um so like i said well, that's guys, why i would say just spend the money up front and get high quality furniture but it's also should, it's it's tough to buy high quality high quality yeah. furniture estate well, sales I, I forgot living with Tom. That's another move. So you can tack yeah. that on. I knew when I moved in there, I was only going to be there for a few months. So I spent 400 bucks on some stuff that I, I needed for those six months, but I knew I wasn't taking let, it. Let me it ask you cost question. me more to ship it than it would have to buy it again. Let me, let me ask two questions. One, I want to start with James. How long did I not have a mattress and I slept on a, a blow up air mattress that was leaked? <laughs> I feel like it was two or three months. I feel like it was, a, I feel like it was like nine months, dude. <laughs> I don't really know. Like, uh, but it was a long time. It was a long time. Um, what do you guys think are the biggest... So somebody's miserable with where they're living. They're living with their parents or they're living in the town they grew up in and they're just complaining all the time about how shit it is where they live. What's the biggest barrier for them moving? Financial. Financial. Yeah. I can't see any other reason. Well, I moved to inertia. Fear. Yeah, but I think if I don't think inertia can be thing. overcome very easily with finances. But dude, how how much is it to save? Uh, the thing is, it depends on where you are. If you're 39 years old and like you have a certain lifestyle you're used to, like it's much more difficult to suck it up than when you're 22 years old, right? Like when you're 22 years old, you can go to a new city and live with four roommates 
and sleep in a fucking futon or air mattress. Well, let me ask you this, Justin. When you bought your house in New Jersey, not counting repairs or anything else, just the down payment on the house and the other financing aspects of getting the house, the move and all that other stuff, how much did your move cost you? I think probably uh, roughly 40 to 50 grand. Okay. That's a lot of money to drop but again, in the that's, span that's of like six weeks. That's, do you know how much it cost me to move? Do you know how much I had saved when we moved to Charleston? 800, we were, 840 bucks or something like that. I didn't have much more than that. But. And, but, but what did I, and I did not. And so here's another part of the conversation that we need to have is when you move somewhere, finding a job, you had some work lined up. Like you had some source of income. It wasn't like a, career you know that you're still doing but it was income i had a way to make at least a little bit of money you had a way to make at least enough to cover the rent right well i i also got a job within like four days of moving down here and how long did it take me to find a job a couple months maybe i feel like it was about a month and a half yeah and what was i doing in the meantime i was responding to every craigslist ad mowing lawns washing cars Every, and, and I was waking up at 7.30 in the morning and I would send my resume, I'd email my resume to a bunch of places and then I'd go for a swim and then I'd, I'd come back to the house and I'd print my resume and I'd put on a suit and I'd just walk to different businesses and hand out my resume. That was also probably the worst time in the last 20 years to try and find a job because that was 2008, right when the economy took a giant dump. But it's funny because like that seemed to not play any role in the fact that I needed a job and I was going to wake up every day and do everything in my power. Now, in retrospect, there's so many more things I could have been doing to, to try to find a job. But at that but time, you didn't know. I didn't know. But to me, like somebody, somebody who's got, I mean, my thinking is it's so fucking easy to, to save up 2,500 bucks right now, two grand, $1,500. And, and then suck it up and eat shit for two or three months while you move somewhere else. And if, and if your reason for moving is because you're unhappy where you are now, you move somewhere else and you deal with being unhappy for a little while while you build your new life in a new place. I don't know how easy it is to save up 2,500 bucks for someone making 15 bucks an hour. Back, I mean, when I lived in South Carolina, I was saving like a hundred dollars a week, and I thought that was big money. Like I remember, like having a hundred dollars when I moved to New York City. I think I, I had maybe two thousand dollars, probably less. Maybe it was like eight hundred. Um, but but you don't need two grand to move. You need first month's rent and uh, security deposit. Well, what if first month's rent is more than two thousand bucks? Um then you were aiming way fucking too high. It's pretty hard to find rent and security deposits for less than less than that. Even my apartment, which I pay a low amount for, that's because I've one roommate, two roommates technically, and it's split in that way. But so, I don't know anyone in Sacramento as rent as cheap as all I right, do. Let's back up. Be, also, like let's the apartment up. that we used to live in do you know how much they're going to be renting that apartment out once my lease ends you know what they're going to be charging in in rent for that apartment no idea 1400 a month you can't find a, a studio apartment in new york city for that amount so that sounds wonderful well of course it's new york city versus Charles. i get it i get it <laughs> um but let's talk about let's back up and talk about reasons for more why is somebody going to want to I didn't, I did, when James thought about this Charleston move, we went down, we looked, you know, we looked around and then like, to me, it wasn't real. Like we were going down, we were, you know, we saw some apartments. Um, I, in my mind, just, you know, in retrospect, I was just playing the good friend and then we came back and it got real and James was like, yeah, we're moving. And I was like, uh, all right, why not? And then we just went, uh, but why I was not unhappy with the upstate New York area, but a lot of people are not happy with where they live. I've always rather than been unhappy with my environment than more the type to do my best to either be happy with my environment or 
create an environment that I like, which is why I run a company now. And, you know, we have people that stick around the office that, that aren't super successful just because they like being there. And I love doing this. I'm going to, I'm going to continue to try to do this because I like this lifestyle, I like the environment. Well, the main reason why people move is either seeking independence. Actually, this is on my statistics. I can even give you percentages. Oh, damn it. I closed out the window. Let me pull back up. Control shift T. Uh, not in incognito mode. Uh, Raj just called me out for being drunk already. <laughs> Dude, I tried to take a nap today. Reasons for moving. Number one reason, they wanted a better home. Uh, just move to a better setting. Right. Next one right. is to establish their own household then other family reasons skip that one new job or transfer so they just got moved because of their job uh, wanted to own home not rent that's me that's also you wanted to um, own rent. yeah but I better commute there's change some, in marital status that's derve there's, <laughs> there's some night there's some major benefits there's some major benefits of renting that we we should address so i, I just want to address some tic-tac comments real quick uh, I'd love to move, but I'm trapped here. Golden handcuffs and shared custody. That sounds very uh, uh, complicated. Uh, I moved IKEA stuff, and you got to use Gorilla Glue. A uh, high from Guyana. Pandemic. To me, Justin seems to have everything in life. Thank you for that. Um, the golden handcuffs is the one I'm 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 curious about. Uh, what is golden handcuffs? You hate your job, but they pay you so damn much that you can't leave. Oh, yeah, that's a that's kind of bullshit. If you were to just sell the handcuffs. <laughs> um, well, it depends on whose wrist the other side of the handcuffs attached to. Um, but I think I think people create these brick walls in their life that they believe they can't overcome to move. And uh, there's not much holding them in place. And they, they've created this construct that they don't think they can leave. So the golden handcuffs is I have a job, they pay me 90K a year and I, I can't get a better job. I can't get 90K anywhere else. And it's like, bro, probably you can. Or, or you're in a relationship, like let's say you're married to somebody and you're financially dependent on them, that would also be like golden handcuffs. Okay, but then you have to, you have to, now you can't just say like, things are good now, I'm a bit miserable, things are good now though, and the positives outweigh the negatives. Then you have to look at that 10 year, what we were talking about a couple of episodes ago where I'm like, you've got to look at yourself 10 years from now. And you say 10 years from now, am I happy? Like, am I, am I overall happy? And if you're not, then you got to make some fucking moves, man. Like. So in your mind, Justin, what are the advantages to renting? Well, uh, first off, I'm looking at my sister's house. Um, my sister has a, a great spot in Fort Lauderdale. She's got, uh, she's got one, two, she's got three bedrooms, two bathrooms, big living room, nice dining area big kitchen um, and she's got like an outdoor shower she's got a laundry room it's a good layout for a house and then in the back she's got a pool and she's got a pool house which is converted into an apartment and uh, she Airbnb's the apartment I thought we'd have some people coming behind me for Airbnb they're checking in tonight um, and that's a great setup it's a great layout and having investment in income space on your property badass but everything is on your shoulders so let's take the airbnb aside she still has to clean the pool she's got to get the pool cleaned if there's any issues with the pump she's got to pay to get the pump fixed uh she's got to get her lawn mowed she's got to pay for water she's got to pay for trash collect trash collection She's going to pay city taxes. She's going to pay school taxes. I think those are rolled in with her mortgage. Um, she has to clean the driveway. She power washes the driveway. There's a lot of additional responsibility that you have to take into account when you own. Whereas when you rent, you just call your, land, your landlord and you're like, hey, the, the, the pump stopped working in the pool. It needs to be fixed. 
hey, the driveway is shit and needs to be cleaned. Hey, the gutters are blocked. You need to get the gutters cleared. So renting, I, th I actually think we're going to have a very strong renting class over the next 20, 30 years. Because I think, you know, given discounting coronavirus, coronavirus brought down property values a lot in some, in some areas like New York City. I don't think it brought down property values. It brought down rental income. No, no, no. It, it, okay, fair enough. But it also because it property down, values have gone up a lot in the last year. Well, it brought down property values in places like Manhattan, right, where people are trying to sell because they want to leave. But you're driving more renters to rent. Right. The worse the economy is, the more renters you have versus property owners. So. Um, given, yeah, a lot of people are, are trying to buy into the suburbs, but interest rates are low. Um, but a lot of people lost their jobs and they, they can't qualify for a mortgage, so they're trying to rent. Um, but renting is just, you have, uh, you have a lot less stress, a lot less overhead, and, uh, and you can move way faster. If you own something and you have a mortgage, it's a lot more difficult to make a move. Um, so we're told TikTok that the chat is dead on, uh, on Instagram. So if you guys are watching on Instagram, we want to know, do you own, do you rent? How many times have you moved? And uh, really, I think the conversation tonight is just about moving and why people complain. Well, one thing I want to address, actually, since I just recently moved, and as you can tell on the background, I'm still kind of in the process of it, is like dread it, like the dread of the move versus the actual move. Because I was in the same place for 13 years, and especially in the last six months or whatever, I was just developing all this anxiety about everything that was going to go into having to move all my stuff to somewhere else. And it wasn't pleasant, but it was nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be, where really the bulk of the move was done in a single day. Now, it was the entire day that was burned, but um, I was able to get like all of my stuff, all the big stuff out. But the process probably was about two weeks of like a trip once or once, like probably three or four times a week, I'd make a trip to the apartment and get another load from, from it, from the car. Did I threw you, out did, probably did about two move? full. No. Didn't hire you threw out what? I probably threw out about two full car loads of things. Oh, shit. More like, that, more but like that's two all. or three car loads. So on moving though, it's super liberating to just throw shit away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like clothes that you haven't worn and just shit that you don't use. And also you're like cheap shit that you want to replace with better shit. Uh, it, that's or, it, or just like pare down your belongings and you're like, you know what? I haven't used this thing in five years. Do I really need it? Yeah, I mean, tell me about it. You, yeah, David, when did you move last? Last was, I spent about a month on the road. I'm uh, just doing a little road trip from Charleston to Sacramento, but that would have been July, August of 2019. Like a year and a half ago, a little more. Yeah, give, give or take. And then you've been in the same place since. I uh, moved here with no place to live, no job, stayed with my friend for a month, found a place through one of the uh, social media groups that uh, he maybe joined. So you were homeless in Sacramento? No, yeah. Let's, it was let's, good, good let's address. Let's address. <laughs> You, you, you physically put yourself in a city that you wanted to be in, yet yep. you didn't have a place to move. You didn't have, you didn't have, like, I, I knew I had a couch to crash on, but like, yeah, nothing set. It was like, how long were you stay with us? Sorry? How long were you on that couch? Uh, it was a month. And what was your connection to the couch owner? He was my, uh, is my best friend from college. All right. Who's been out here for six years, seven years. So you slept on a couch for a month. Um, I think, dude, who's going to turn somebody away? I think you can turn two weeks into a month easy. If you're friends with somebody, you're like, hey, let me crash your couch for two weeks. And that can slip into a month so easy. But what I'm getting at is how easy it is to, to, to pull that off and, and, and couch surf for a little while while you get a job while you find a place while you save a little bit of money um but 
I mean, you know, I'm in Fort Lauderdale and, and this is, you know, I've been down here a half dozen times. My sister moved down here from Albany. She had a great place in Albany. She owned uh, her last place in, uh, in Troy, New York. And that was an income rental property. It was two family. And then she moved down here. And I know she lived with roommates for a little while. She was in some uh, different programs through whatever university she was at. Um, but now she, now she owns a place and she's happy down here. But that's what got me thinking, like, why do so many people complain so much about where they are when you can just pick where you want to live and then design your life around that place? Because it's a lot it's, easier. It's easy complain. for you and me to say that. <laughs> well, but it's, it's also a yeah. lot easier to complain than to take the steps to, to do well, all the things no, that no, go when, into But it. when is it tough? What are the barriers? Um, so we already talked about this. I'm, I'm going to list off a few more, but number one is financial. Like, so you spent 40 or $50,000 on, on your but down payment I, and all the I, other moves. Dude, but I also said I've moved eight or nine times. All right. But, but one, one move costs 40 grand. Every other move costs a few hundred bucks. Okay. But the other thing is if you're going to be moving to a new city where you don't know anybody, there, there's some people that depend on kind of having a group of friends and a support network. And so if you're going to just completely uproot and have none of that going along with you, that's a pretty big barrier to somebody who needs to know people to have some kind of support. Um, well, not have, it, like, it's, it's scary to move to a place where you don't know anybody and you don't have a job. But it's and, also super liberating. I want to move to France. All right, cool. I don't speak French. So is walking around your apartment naked. I don't do it in Capitol Park. Like it's liberating, but it's also like that. It's one you it's, can't walk around your apartment in Capitol Park. But I'll bet you could. I'll bet you could turn that into something if you want to just be like the naked dude in the park. Like that could be your thing, man. So, I'm pretty sure there's at least one of them already. So, but if but if I wanted to move to France and I don't speak French, Rosh, uh, who's in the background listening, I say, hey man, give me some tips on on, on moving to France, and then I'd say, what's a cheap town to move to? And I would probably move to a shit town that I didn't ultimately want to be in. David, we can talk about this in a minute. And say, you know what? I'll stick it out here until the rent's paid up for whatever term. And I'm going to do every... The thing is, when you're in a place that you don't want to be, you should be do Everything that you're doing, every action that you do, should be in some form to redirect that. You know, like when I moved down to South Carolina, I had no money. Everything I did was try to find a job. Yeah, but that's Every, because you're an exceptionally you're an exceptionally driven person. You're one of the few people. Bro, who, you're one of the few people who started a business in New York City and kept it going for a couple of years. Not everyone's driven like that. A lot of people like to take the easy way out of things. I, I get what you're saying. saying. You're absolutely what I'm right. That the person that complains that their life is bullshit, and then they're like, "Well, Justin did it. Who moved here with fucking four hundred and sixty-three dollars, and I and I." a 580 credit score with no college education. Like it, it's what, and it's not, I'm exceptionally driven. It's just that I try to avoid bullshit. You know, like that's like, I, I'm. But you are compared, like you're well above the, the average in terms I'm, of I drive do. and personal initiative. And but I'm talking I, about, I've met a number of people. But James, and, let, me, let me ask you, do you think you're more apathetic or do you think you're more like super motivated? Um, is that like an internal assessment or measuring myself against other people? Internal assessment. Internal assessment, I'm pretty apathetic. Okay, so if there's a spider next to you, would you not probably move your entire desk set up to the other side of the room? Um, I, I would have somebody else move it for me because I'm not getting that close to the spider. <laughs> what if the what if the floor were hot lava? What would you do then, James? Fucking okay. Right. My point, my, my point is that you may you may be a reserved person. You may not be a super motivated person, but you may have certain standards that you're just like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go there. It's yeah, not James. If we need to up your productivity, apparently we just need to chase you around the the, the office with spiders. That's that's what I'm getting from this. Is that the takeaway, Justin? Yes. That's Depends on how you measure productivity. Like. You got to, if the shit in your life, you just, you, you have to, you have to compare that. It just depends on how much shit you want to put up with. Yeah. The beatings will continue until morale improves. hundred percent, man. <laughs> so, so some people are just going to be pissed off all the time and just get beat, beat their fucking ass up. <laughs> or, 
they're just gonna put a smile on their face and be like, I'm not getting my ass kicked today. And or 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 they're into in, they're into S and M and you just you just kind of actually turn them on a lot. Yeah, and that's actually a, that's that I think that's Maybe. a negative feedback loop where oh, no, yeah. like this is terrible work and you spank them right, and they do hit, worse let work. Let me hit this so TikTok saying, uh, so Jeffrey Wright saying, renting is a waste of money. You make your landlord rich. Fair enough. But again, to purchase, how much out of pocket you have to put to purchase. And then again, when you purchase also, relocating is really, really tough when you have a mortgage somewhere. So the cool thing about renting is you can relocate every year at the very yeah, least. So renting has the flexibility where you don't, you don't have to, you're not tied down to any one place. You can move pretty much freely. And like, if I wanted to break my lease early on like my apartment that I'm still paying for, it would have cost me like two or three months rent, which is much cheaper than if I wanted to try and sell a house quick and I might have to take like a twenty or thirty thousand dollar loss. Um, yeah, you you don't want to you don't want to take that fucking loss. Like that's the thing but, about owning. Is but that the you- thing about yeah? So renting you have the flexibility you also don't have the responsibility for the property maintenance and repairs and everything else it's pretty much your maximum liability is going to be your utilities and your rent expense um so yeah there's definite advantages to renting in terms of flexibility but you're not building any equity you're you're, every month that money's gone and you're getting nothing for it and you also don't have flexibility with the property itself where if you move into a house and you want to change the way that the house is built you want to re- renovate or decorate in certain ways you can't really do that with the rental the way you can with the house sure but today in today's age where everybody's working remotely and you can work remote in new york city or you can work remote in paris or you can work remote in miami and you're going to rent six months somewhere so actually a lot of uh, over the last like 2018 to 2020 I was, uh, we had a lot of companies coming to us who wanted us to promote their furnished rentals where people can rent. And this, this will seem like high numbers to you, but it's not super high numbers for New York city, but people can rent for 4,500 bucks or 5,200 bucks a month, a nice one bedroom apartment that's fully furnished and they can rent it for four months or six months. And then they can go move to fucking Egypt and they can find some nice place in Egypt or they can move to uh, San Francisco and find a very similar apartment in San Francisco for the same price. Um, so it's a question. Isn't a home the American dream? But is that the dream? Is home ownership the dream? It was at one point. I mean, I love the fact of owning in New, in New Jersey and having property and being able to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And it, it just being permanent and being up to me. Um, but that's a wild juxtaposition to New York City life where you rent and you have a doorman and you have people that pick up after you and and, uh, and you can move 16 blocks away at the drop of a dime. Why haven't you hired a butler? Because I'm broke as fuck, man. Coronavirus fucking slapped me silly. <laughs> So, well, I mean, that means that butlers are probably on the cheap right now. <laughs> I need a French butler, by the way. Um, um, yeah, that that question came from uh, from Digong, by the way, about like owning a home is the, the American dream. Uh, and I I don't know, like I feel like fifty years ago it very much was. These days, I I really think that asset prices have gotten to the point where it's really hard for people to be able to buy. Buy in a lot of places that they would want to live. Well, um, what's, what's I consider the, myself super lucky to have gotten a house that I did in Charleston. But what's what is the big? So, David, you're renting still. David. Yep. You're breathing still, right? Yes. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you're right. Internet cutting out. It is pretty shit. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're a little delayed. I think you're a little delayed. But you're breathing, and you're renting. Uh, are you super, renting the air? Are you super driven to buy? I would love to buy, but uh, prices have gone up what are in my local market by about uh, one. Would be 
not living literally a block away from the tram that goes by. It doesn't really bother me at this point, but my mom came out and visited last week, which is why I had to ditch out on Thursday. And she commented on how she constantly woke up to it. It's like, oh, I don't even notice it anymore. Uh, we also have a uh, homeless gentleman who lives about 20 yards from my door and he commonly goes and grabs bags of trash and then strews them across his corner of the parking lot, which attracts uh, cockroaches and rats and all kinds of I mean, you other things. Him. What? Why don't you get to know him? Um, James, do you, do, did you ever get to experience one of his rants? Or I don't he... think it was a full tilt, but okay. it was just kind of a moderate volume mumbling for at least an hour okay. and a half. Yeah, that's not really his forte. Um, he, he, he's, he's, he's not so so much there all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with the homeless population. Most of it. Yeah, there's there's very, very, very severe uh, mental illness there. So that, that's a challenge. Is he a bad guy or he's just... No, not at all. He's just very, very, very troubled. And uh, we, we try and help him out when we can. But it would also be really nice if I didn't have about 40 square feet of trash strewn out across uh, the parking lot 20 yeah, yards yeah. from. Let me, hit, let me hit some quick TikTok uh, comments. One thing is to move one person it's a whole different ball game when it depends when there are, are dependents involved uh another comment i do not have property i am poor but i have the internet yeah. dude the thing is like if you want to make money with the internet there's you can make so much money so easily if you put your mind to it like i remember why are we broadcasting on only fans we're, 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 once we once we figure out our, our full setup, we're going to be on Twitch, we're going to be on YouTube, we'll be on LinkedIn Live. I don't say why we're not on OnlyFans. I'll take off my shirt. That's fine. Um, I'll keep my dick in my pants, but take off my shirt. That's fine. Um, New for you. But uh, see how you feel after another couple of those beers. Yeah. I've been, I've been fucking trashed all day. It's a, it's a nice, uh, nice place to be on my vacation actually um, all right so no more beers let's step on the gas this is some liquor dude no way um i had a little liquor this afternoon and then i took a nap before up and drank some beer and find smoke. him face down in the pool <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh fuck, what was i gonna say uh so i remember moving from south carolina back to new york city and spending probably an hour to two or three hours every night brainstorming what can i do what's my next move to make more money and then i became a real estate agent and i yeah my life got fucking turned upside down where i just had to put in an immense amount of work you know 60 70 80 hours a week uh to make a 400 a month uh, but the potential to make more money was there um and i did it for you know the first first eight months i made basically nothing um but i mean that was me being new to new york city and being in a position where i wanted to make money and me spending hours every night brainstorming how can i make more money while working a job that that took up so much time every day um, i don't know I, I i think uh, i think there's just a lot of opportunity out there that people don't look at because they don't want to be they don't want to compromise certain aspects of their life you know they don't want to they don't want to move to a new, new city and, and it kind of hit the reset button because the reset button involves losing a lot of the luxuries that you have in your current life does that make sense to you guys well i just started my job six months ago and i've taken entirety of two days off in those six seven months and i think i currently have maybe five or six hours banked after those two days so i i didn't lose any of the time off i, I took that at my last job but oh. i don't have that coming into it and that that comes with changing jobs but, that comes but, with moving to but let place. me ask you what what are the things that you think that if you move to a new, new city some of the things that you would have to sacrifice it like if you just hit the reset button move to a new, new city next month what what would you have to sacrifice and what would be the the kind of first things that you go after housing well, obviously would be first right housing would be first you're going to find a place yeah where but i've got this frequent sandwich card and i'm like two away so 
You'd lose that. You'd lose that. Well, you're going to be losing probably all of your friends. And there's a lot to be said for when you live in a city for a while, even if they, you don't have friends, you've got acquaintances or contacts that mm -hmm. can help you find a job. So like the, the job that I have right now, I got through a professor at the College of Charleston and like other jobs that I've gotten have been through people that I knew who put in a word for me and got me to the interview stage. And then I interviewed well enough to get the job. Dude, but I if I moved to a new city, I wouldn't know any of those people to help me. I would be, They're if I were to apply for a fine. new job, I'd be coasting on the strengths and weaknesses of my resume. And no, I'd be no, another face. You, and I'd be really just another piece of paper. Dude, but you could still get started with the social media aspect. You connect with people on LinkedIn. And what if you don't want to do that? What if you're not on social media? And you're just being dumb, man. Like the LinkedIn, ad, I mean, and I get it. Like you're not a big super social media person, but I, I mean, I'm discounting you from this argument. Most people are big on social media and what they need to do is make these connections with these people that are in the hiring power. Um, and you have the exact right ideas to make connections, reach out to people that way. And then obviously you send your resume, but but you're, you're praise, wherever you are, you've got connections, whether you are remember, aware of them or not. But you, I remember leaving, I remember leaving Albany where I worked at a gym and I knew all the bouncers at all the clubs and then the bouncers, because the bouncers used to come in after hours to work out along with the police. So it was nice being pulled over and you know, the police officer or you know police officers in that department and you can drop some it's nice being pulled over i love that <laughs> no, but... all the time that you're on a first name basis hey jeff how's it going yeah another dewey hey you know me dude i <laughs> can't, drove, can't I, stay away i had a flat tire one night and i drove through a dui checkpoint hammered in reverse <laughs> and uh I, and I just, I, I rolled the window down like, like six, seven, eight inches. I was like, oh, I was already here. That's why I'm going to reverse. And I pointed at somebody. <laughs> why don't you check me out twice? <laughs> I pointed at somebody I knew and kind of saluted them and kept going. Um, but no, connections are important. But the thing is, I remember moving from Albany where I knew, like we used to go downtown. We never paid to get in anywhere. We never waited in lines. Uh when we got into places, we didn't pay for the drinks because I knew the bouncers, uh, the bouncers introduced us to the bartenders, bartenders never charged us for shit. And we stuck around those places and then moving to South Carolina where we didn't know anybody. Very tough transition to the stomach because you realize that you were nobody up there. You just had these connections and you're still nobody in a different place. Um, but. Gong wants to send Derva sandwich card. <laughs> I already moved. The sentiment is appreciated. What? Where, where is the sandwich card from? Uh, well, let's see. I've got uh, I've got a couple here. This is the sandwich spot. Oh, well, you, you only got one on that one, dude. It was, I get it was it was it was a prop. All right. The fact that I even had a sandwich card to pull out that had any number on it was, dude. I like when I was moving. I found a Mister Sub card. So, oh man, I had that once. Look, I There's go to places on, uh... and, they get, and they give me the card, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm never gonna bring it back with me. And they're like, no, no, because you get a free one, you get 10. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna buy fucking 60 of these things. I don't need, like, I never need a free one. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna remember the fucking card. I'm not interested. Like, it's just not there for me. That 10% off value is not, it's not. What if they gave you? What if a liquor store gave you the same deal? Uh, look, I have my ten in the cart and say, "All right, here's the I have. Left. You can look at my credit card points. Um, so the so the one thing is, I I don't pay for travel. So we flew to Florida. Um, we did some decent. It was JetBlue. So like, the thing about flying is, is, is like these days, if it, if it, if you're going overseas, you're going to fucking Japan. You ought to spend the you're, you're gonna spend fourteen hundred bucks on fucking flights. You ought to drop the extra seven hundred bucks and upgrade because you're gonna be on that flight for a fucking day, right? But if you're going to from New York to Fort Lauderdale, like what's the fucking upgrade? You know, so 
Um, I totally lost my train of thought with this. What, what, what prompted me for this fucking conversation about? Puede ser o cerveza. I love this one. Thank you for the Spanish. Uh, <laughs> where, where, where was I going with this point? Es lo mismo. Uh, we don't know where you were going. We were no, talking about yeah. sandwich cards. And yeah, then you're you... expecting us oh, to follow no. this logic? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, was talking about, I was talking about the fucking point. I was talking about the points is that I didn't. I don't pay for the fucking flights because you get the points on your card. So, so think about like the sandwich card, like flights. But, the, but, but I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not bringing the sandwich card with me to the fucking airport. I'm just like going and saying, just do it. And it happens. And, and they You should just flash the sandwich card and say like, yeah, I got upgraded. <laughs> Look, I, I skipped it. Skipped a lot of tater tots at Mr. Subs. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Cerveza, si es lo mismo. Lo mismo de, de que. We're not, we're not explaining this to you. <laughs> uh, I guess during much this is about, hey, Lynn, this is about moving to a new city and why people don't fucking do that shit. I don't, I just, I, if you, which is how we got the sandwich cards and frequent flyer miles. Dude, my point, I mean, <laughs> aren't really point, parallel. Look, if you're, and, and I don't think this applies to most people I know, but it applies to people that are just fucking pissed all the time about where they live. It's like, stop complaining. Go move. Like, I, I was having a conversation with my sister today. And I'm like, you live in a fucking incredible place. Where else would you want to live? A different country. I mean, I get it. Like, the United States is a very small country. You could, you could travel anywhere else you want. How but, is the United States small? How many how many United States can fit in Asia? Um, we're about the same size as China geographically. Okay, and how many Chinas can fit in Asia? Two, three. Yeah, but if you like compare China to Russia, like Russia is like two thirds at least of just like frozen garbage tundra. Bro, I think my sister would love to live in Russia. Well, that's oh. another good 80-20 rule. 80% live in the 20% closest to the West and yeah. vice versa. Like, yeah, but, send, send her up to Siberia and then have her right back. But, dude, I moved uh, to South Carolina and then I moved back to, to New York. And I'm cool with the seasons that we have. I'm cool with the cold weather. Like, I'm totally cool with the whole thing. Yeah, we do need to wrap soon so that Derv can go on the pursuit. Yeah, David has a big date. Um... Hopefully. So, not. so uh, on that note, guys, <laughs> what was that, David? Nothing. <laughs> Scooting along. Scooting along. Plowing ahead. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, David, plowing ahead, man. <laughs> His words. I didn't say it. Um, all right, guys. I think we, we basically, David, anything else you want to say? Sandwich card to the date. <laughs> look I, I i don't know if you know anything about me but i'm pretty exclusive in a lot of places here <laughs> david i dare you to bring this in. Sure i'll bring it to the day it's not gonna make sense it's like another five blocks up i'm not going that far why not because they're probably closed although that would be a really really great we close o'clock all the time Dude, restaurants close so early here. Like, Domino's will close at 10. Like, look, I'm going to treat you to a turkey sub, no onions, a side of tater tots. That'd be really sexy, man. What girl would want you to buy her a turkey sub? I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is that it would be closed, and I would be taking her to a closed restaurant, which would show either uh, just a total lack of awareness, which it certainly would, or it could take some creepy undertones because you could like, oh, well, let's check around back. Maybe, maybe they're still in there. No, not doing that. Not going back by the dumpster. All right. Well, I I wish you the best. Th- of there's probably more sandwiches there. I, I wish you the best in the dumpsters. Uh, I wish yeah. you the best of luck on your date, David. Very. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'll be curious to see how I uh, how I self sabotage this one. You're gonna step three it. Hard. You should hear about Tuesday. <laughs> can we talk, about, David? Can you join us next Tuesday so we can talk about what the fuck you're talking about right now, uh, guys? Sure, if, if you remember. Yeah, I mean, I've had. I'll a, send you a video link for the explanation of step three, Justin. All right, thank you. Um, on that note, guys, uh, I've had enough, had enough to drink. 
Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Uh, we will catch you next time. Uh, please don't forget to go to YouTube, subscribe, please. Por favor, we need you. We need you to subscribe on YouTube and on the audio podcast for us to grow. And please send us uh, some comments, some messages. Let us know what you want to hear about. And, uh, you know, last episode, David, you missed it. We covered religion, which was something that I was very reluctant to even talk about in any of the previous podcasts. Uh, did you happen to hear it? Do you happen to catch it, David? No, I, I find this I find this whole podcast to be a little too Jewy as it is. So. Well, it's half as Jewy when you're not here. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was too it, much. It was a pretty, it was a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought we did pretty good. So check it out. Uh, on that note, let's thank Rosh for uh, helping us produce the podcast. Rosh Galeb in the background, and uh, thank you guys on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook for joining us. And we will catch you all next time. David James, see ya later, guys. Have a good night. Adios. All right. That is the end of episode 98 and uh, the end of my dignity. So uh, on that note, I will see you next episode. Thank you for joining. Let me know what you want us to talk about. I'll see you soon. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.